0: Oh, <laughs> oh,
1: Fighting, do you understand? Yeah. Only why you brought her in with us, I'll never know.
0: There must be so many things you'll never know, dearie. Why, well, pick on little old me. There she goes again, starting in. Oh, for That phony day. accent and that phony blonde hair. Oh, I... the girl Carrie. Now on. that's enough.
1: Oh, Both of you listen to me. She's
0: such a.
1: Doris. Yeah. You know, I uh, like the way you've been operating. Why, thanks. You look good, you talk good. And you've uh, managed to crash a lot of society parties that paid off. Well? Well, we've been able to fence the stuff you've lifted, Doris, but what do we get for it? Only half of what it's worth. Well, what? So let's skip that kind of petty stuff. Well, what do we do instead? Well, I've got something big on the fire. Very big. that's the reason you imported this? I sure wish she'd leave Paul and
0: me alone. Now, Doris, I've told you... I'm
1: sorry, Grace, but... Look, let me do one more job, will you? What's that? There's a blonde main coat belonging to a Mrs. Williams that I want for myself. It'll be a cinch to grab, and I want it. Mrs. Marilyn Williams? That's right. Oh, <laughs> well, you can never get into her house. Why, it's guarded better than Fort No, Oh, I've got a way. All right to try it? Okay. Go ahead. No,
0: go ahead. Maybe you'll get caught, and then Grace and I wouldn't be bothered with you all. Oh, that did it.
1: Grace, what's she doing here? Who is she, and what do we need this baby-faced dame for?
0: Tell us, Grace.
1: Doris. Yeah. This uh, baby-faced dame is Sally Jo Russell. Well, I've told you that we were going to branch out, and uh, we're going to need her. I brought her here because she's wanted. <laughs> not by me. No. no. No, not by you. By the police. For murder. moving. Uh, get that car moving. No parking on this street. Hey, hey, lady. Look out, look out. All right, all right. Let me throw here.
0: Let me
2: throw. She's hurt pretty bad. Oh, I guess I... Uh, I, I, I yeah, I'll, I'll take care of her. She ran right in front of your car. I thought. Yeah, I couldn't help hit her. I stopped. Yes, yeah, I know, I know. All right, back up, everybody. I'm going to carry this girl into that big house there and phone for an ambulance. All right. All right, back up. Uh, Give me some room. I'm coming through. Yes, I know. You
1: know, do you? That's fine, you know. What's that supposed to do, make me happy?
2: I don't know. You know, you don't know. For seeing that guilty individuals are convicted.
1: Now ah, don't trade words with me, Markham. I've got connections, good
2: political connections, as you well know. Yes, I. I've
1: been victimized. All my friends have been victimized.
2: There's a well organized gang of thieves operating. You're me...
1: doing nothing about it. I want something done.
2: Yes, I know you do. Well, then do
1: something about it, or you're
2: here about it. Goodbye. Oh. Do something about it. Just like that. Fine, fine. Milo Vance speaking. This is Markham, Vance. Oh, well, my friend, things can't be that bad. That is a matter of opinion. (laughs) I'm having some pressure put on me, and I don't know exactly what to do about it. How can I help? Listen, Vance. Yes? There's been a series of robberies of socially prominent people in this city. Generally, furs, jewelry, and any cash lying around have been taken. Yes. The robberies, in most cases, have taken place while parties were going on. According to my information, it's possible that one or several of the female guests are part of an organized gang. Can you do anything about this, Lance? You certainly haven't given me too much to work on. They've never stopped you before. Does it bother you now? On the contrary, it gives me added incentive. That's good. You seem to think a female gang is operating. Well, then the idea for me is to... Cherchez La Femme. All I can say, Vance, is happy
0: Cherchez.
1: Like this coat, Grace? Yeah. Get a look at
0: the bag. Oh, mm, pretty, Doris. I've always wanted one. Too good for whoever's wearing it, if you
1: ask me. And nobody's asked, you southern no, comfort. It, both of you, you before you get started. Okay. We've got some things to talk over. Uh-huh. Look, Yeah. I uh, let you pull that job where you got the coat. But from now on, no more working solo. Well, I thought I did a pretty clever job. I pretended to get hit by a car, was carried into Mrs. Williams' house. And then while the cop was phoning for an ambulance, I grabbed the coat and went out the French windows. Seems
0: to me the cop could describe you pretty well. But of course, what would little old me
1: know? <laughs> little old you would know nothing. I hmm. kept my arm over my face when he carried me into the house. I wore a blonde wig. Oh, fine description he'll be able to
0: give. Oh, you probably did something stupid. Darling. Grace,
1: I've taken all I can from this thing. I'm going to tear apart little by little... you are, mighty Welcome to try. <gasps>
0: oh, my dear. Let go of my hair. Oh, let us go I'll hair. I'll, get it. At you I'll a stop it, you two. I'll it when I That's my name on her face, you little twerp. <laughs> I'll break up, it no, up. I'll no, don't I if get... I ever get this gun out of no, my Oh, no, you don't move there. I'll
1: get it. Get it to oh me. That oh, gun. No. There. All right, now, both of you. I said stop, and I mean stop. She tried to kill me. She tried to shoot me. You thought I, think I was going to stand there and get scalped. All right, no, I won't have any more of this. Oh, fix you. you. Gotta stop once and for all. We've got a job to do. Job all three of us are needed for. Yeah? And it's a big job. The biggest we've ever tried. Now, listen to me.
0: Hmm. I'll listen, Gray. But are you sure you and I couldn't do this job alone?
1: Oh, how many more times do do I have to push these pedals? Please continue, Mrs. Williams. It is excellent for the figure. Already, I can see an improvement. I'm tired. Pushing these pedals and throwing no places isn't my idea of fun. Oh, oh, give me a massage, Florette. Yes, Mrs. Williams. <sighs> if you will come over here to the table and just uh, lie down. Oh, best suggestion you've made all day. <sighs> oh, oh. <sighs> there. Uh, how's that? Oh, that is fine. Uh. I cover you with a sheet. And I work on your shoulder first. Ah. Mm. Mm. Oh, hand me that box of chocolates, Loretta. Oh. But Mrs. Williams. Your figure. Oh, I've got to give you something to work off, don't I? Oh, chocolates, please. Well, here you are. Thank you. Mm, oh, good. Mm. I I wonder if the police found that girl who stole my fur coat. We were the i I'm sure. Mm, I guess that's right. Oh, who could that be? I find out. I will be right back. Um, I'll have to hurry on my account. I'm enjoying myself. Mm. Well, who was it for it? I do not know yet. Hmm. Well, was it? Wait here. It um, he was um, a man outside. His name is Philo Vance. Mm-hmm. The butler told him you were up here, so he came up. Mm, what was that name again? Philo Vance. Mm. He is private investigator. Mm-hmm. He read about your coat being stolen, and he wishes to talk to you about it. Mm. <laughs> is he attractive? Oh, yes, I am. Very good. Oh, well, then, come in by all means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm Philo Vance.
1: How do you do, Mr. Vance? Chocolate?
2: No, thank you. You don't
1: mind if I have... Oh, go right ahead. Mm, thank
2: you. Mm. Mrs. Williams, mm? your fur coat was stolen.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: A woman faked an accident, was carried in here, and she took the coat and disappeared while the policeman was calling for an ambulance.
1: Mm-hmm. You, you read about newspapers?
2: Yes. Will you tell me what the woman looked like?
1: <laughs> I haven't the slightest idea. I never saw the policeman carried her into my room, left her there to make the phone call by the time he came to tell me I had company, she, she'd vanished.
2: I see. I thought perhaps you might be of some help, but apparently I was wrong.
1: Oh, uh-huh, I'm sorry. Oh, can I get you something to make up for? it?
2: No, thank you very much. I have my massages at the club.
1: Um, oh, Vance, there is something I didn't tell the police that maybe you'd like to know. Yes? You no. Know, a woman, whoever she was, took a pair of stockings that belonged to me in addition to the coat... She left a souvenir of one torn stocking of her own.
2: She left one stocking here?
1: Mm, that's right. Well, I'll have Floret get it for you if you like Yes,
2: it. indeed.
1: Rip, but it might mean something to you.
2: It certainly might, Mrs. Williams. Mm-hmm. When she left her one stocking, our thief made her one mistake. Sit hey down, Vance. Glad to see you. Thank you, Margaret. I dropped in to report a little progress in the case you asked me to work on. How little? Very at the moment. But look at this stocking. Here. It looks just like a stocking to me. It's ripped, but what's it supposed to tell me? I'll tell you what it tells me. It will help me describe the girl who stole Mrs. Williams' fur coat and who might well be part of the gang that you're looking for. Please go ahead and do your describing. The girl is slender, tall, particularly fastidious about her clothes has a disciplined mind, and is a brunette, I believe. You know that from this stocking? It's true. Notice the length of the stocking marker, man, the size. Yes, it's marked 11. That's very large. Indicates the wearer had a large foot. Hence, I believe she's tall. Now, what's this about being fastidious in her dress? She took the time to steal a pair of stockings from Mrs. Williams' room, even though she was in a hurry to get out, because she didn't want to be seen on the street with a ripped stocking. Uh Uh-huh. And why is she a brunette? Because the policeman who picked her up said she was a blonde. The woman was careful to shield her face. The blonde hair was obviously used as a decoy. Hmm. I agree with everything so far. But you claim she has a well-disciplined mind. Yes. How can you possibly say that? The fact that she left only the ripped stocking at Mrs. Williams' house. Markham, she took with her the other stocking she was wearing. What good will one stocking do her? And how does that explain that she had an orderly and well-trained mind? I'll let you know as soon as I know whether I'm right or not. At the moment, I'm going to see whether or not I can find her. And only one thing disturbs me about that, and that is I haven't the slightest idea where to look.
1: Well, Doris, that's a very pretty fire, don't you think? If you like fires.
0: to find jobs, all those firemen will never get it under control. Would you
1: like to know why I think it's a pretty fire? Not especially. I have a pretty good idea.
0: You have? Now, who would ever guess
1: it? Sally, someday oh, why I... why don't you both stop? Oh, please, this me. is no time for fighting. We should be celebrating. Why? That fire means we're out of a penny-ante business of stealing furs and jewelry and selling them to the fences. Mm-hmm. Oh. We're in a new business. A big business. The three of us.
0: Gracie, darling, like I said once before, when you mention the three of us, it always occurs to me that you're including one too many.
2: This is District Attorney Marco. The case we're working on concerns a series of robberies in wealthy homes, done, we believe, by a group of women. Philo Vance is working on the case, but his only result so far is a description he has of one of the members of the gang, a description obtained from a ripped nylon stocking. The last day or so has resulted in no new developments. The gang is still active, we believe, although we don't know how or where.
1: It might be. Well, we'll see you now, miss. Oh, thank you. Uh, you wait here, Sally. So no, enough,
0: Grace. I'll wait right here, honey. I've got me a
1: magazine and all the time. All was. right. <laughs> oh, hello, Mr. Abbott. Well, come in, come in. Hey. Sit down. All right. Well, has our enterprise concluded successfully? Oh, yes, yes, quite. Good fire. Very good fire. Glad you liked it. No, there remains only one little detail.
2: A matter of. Uh, just, just a moment, please. For... Yes.
0: Will you want anything more tonight, Mr. Abbott?
2: Oh, I know. Uh, you can leave now if you like. Thank you. Good night. Good night. <laughs> My secretary. So
1: I imagine. Uh, Mr. Abbott. Uh,
2: yes?
1: I was about to say that there remained only one detail of that little job we did for you. Oh, sure. You uh, gave us a deposit. We set the fire. You collect the insurance. Now we want our money. 20000 was the balance. was it? Oh, now, don't get
2: cute. Well, is there something you think you might do about it if I refuse to pay you the rest of the money? Don't forget, you committed the crime. You arranged for me to do it. Yes, I wonder how you'd ever prove that. <laughs> good day, Miss Dilling. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> I said good day. Hmm.
1: Uh, just wait one moment, would you
2: please, Mr. Abbott? What do you want me to wait for?
1: You'll find out. Sally?
0: Yes?
1: Come in here a minute, will you? Oh, I've
0: shown up, Will. What is it,
1: honey? Sally?
0: Yes?
1: Mr. Abbott doesn't think he has to pay us the money he promised for setting the fire.
2: Oh, he doesn't.
1: Convince him, Sally.
2: Now, oh, look here. Neither of you can threaten me. I could put you both in...
1: That gun. I don't think he's convinced, Sally. He's talking about putting us in jail. He.
0: Well, I declare... Wasn't he the silliest man?
2: Abbott's office was on the second floor of this building, Vance. It's easier to walk up than wait for the elevator. It's fine with me, Markham been shot twice, eh? And the cleaning woman found him dead. That's right. Our homicide department checked with his secretary, but after telling us that there were two women in the office when she left and mentioning some other minor details, she got hysterical. All I hope is that one of the girls fits the description I gave you, Markham. The one I got from the ripped nylon stocking. Vance, this is one of the few times you are completely wrong. Of course, it's possible the two women in the office had nothing to do with our gang, or for that matter with the shooting... But neither of them, according to the secretary, looked even remotely like the woman you described. That's nice and complicating, if not exactly complimentary. One thing more, Markham. Did the secretary know either of the two women in the office? No, and here's a strange thing. She said they were obviously there by appointment, but she never called them. Hmm. Yeah, let's go in. Hello, Collins. Oh, hi, D.A. Hello, Mr. Vance. Hello, Collins. Mr. Vance and I want to go into Mr. Abbott's private office. Well, go right ahead, D.A. The body's been removed, but nothing's been touched. The homicide men left everything the way it was. Thank you. Why the puzzled expression, Vance? The women were here by appointment, but the secretary didn't make the appointment. That hmm. means something? It might. I want to take a look in Abbott's desk. Oh, here it is. Hmm. What are you looking for? A book with telephone numbers in it. Private phone numbers, if there is such a thing. And there certainly should be. There generally is. Yes, here we are. It's the book, but it seems to be blank. Wait a minute. As you were going through those pages, I thought I saw some writing toward the middle of the book. Go oh? back a bit, will you, Vance? Yes, sir. I hope you're right. might be a very important thing if you were. There, there Vance. Right there on that page. Oh, yes. Uh, five phone numbers. No names or addresses. Just five numbers. Well... What do we do now? Now we do two things, Markham. We call every one of those numbers, and we hope one of them will lead us to those two women.
1: awful lot for granted.
2: Yes, don't I? Your name is Grace Dilling, isn't it? I found your phone number.
1: You think there's a reward for returning it?
2: The only reward I expect is satisfaction. I think... Who was it at
1: the door? Oh, company.
2: Come in, please. My name is Vance. I'm glad to see you. Very glad. Tall, dark, slender, very well-dressed.
1: Well, what's with this individual, Grace? What does he want? I don't know, but I'm going to find out fast. Now, look, you uh, forced yourself in here. Force yourself to leave, Where is will she? you? Where
0: is that team? I'll kill her. Grace, is that Doris in there with you? Oh, Sally. I don't care.
1: We've who we got be... company. Oh, I don't care who
0: we got. If she's in there, I'm going to give her a talk. Going over, she'll never. Well, forever, Moa. <laughs> How are you all, sir?
2: Well, that was a quick transition, if ever I saw one. Uh, look, Ben, don't make me get tough. Oh?
1: This is my house. You've got no right here. I uh, could throw you out and be perfectly justified. You know that, don't you?
2: I also know you're big enough to do it.
1: I'd hate to think you meant anything personal in that remark. Your uh, hat's right there on the table, then. Goodbye. Sorry your visit was so short and uneventful.
2: Don't be silly, Miss Dilling. I got everything I came here for. How are you making out with that window, Vance? I can handle it, I think. The trick is to do it without making too much noise. All three of the women are downstairs. I know. We saw them through the window. (laughs) I got down here as soon as I could after you phoned me. Here we are. This window would squeak, wouldn't it? I don't think anybody heard it. Go on into the room, Vance. This ladder is shaking. I'm practically... There. Come on in, Markham. I'll give you a hand. There we are. Made it. Here's the flashlight, Bats. Throw the beam at the dresser drawer. That's it, Markham. Now, if we're in the right room, the room of the girl called Doris, this case is almost over. This is her room, all right. Here are a couple of letters to Doris Taylor, this address. There's a single bed in the room, so she stays here alone. I'm proud of you, Markham. Now look for some stockings. Stockings? Yes, they won't be in this drawer. Oh. What's in this box? It looks like the stocking box my wife has at home. That's what it is. I told you the girl had a well disciplined mind. Stocking box proves it. Mm-hmm. Six pairs of stockings, Markham. None of them new and all of them rolled up. Uh this roll looks larger to me than the others. That's what I was hoping to find. Unroll it, Markham, and you'll find three stockings, not two. Well um... that doesn't prove these girls are the ones we're looking for, but it's enough to set the stage for a little scene I think you'll enjoy.
0: Stop playing innocent. A kid brought this note back. Said somebody in this house gave it to him to take to headquarters. He described You're you. You're crazy. Kid said he lost the car fare you gave him and came back for more. I saw the note was addressed to the cops. So he opened it and read it. I never wrote any letter. This is a trick. That's your story. Grace isn't here to protect you now. This is the last stop for you, kid. You get off right here. You get away from me. Don't come near me with that knife. You'd rat on the whole setup, would you? Tell them all about you and me and Grace and the jobs we pulled. You and try do. and cover, please, so they'd go easy on you. I didn't, I tell you. Sure, that's what you say. Okay. I'll play your way. <laughs> go ahead. Break up the house. Keep going, Lance. I'll remember to job. <sighs> you can't walk back much further, Doris. This is something I wanted to do for a long time. You oh, know my hair. You let go my hair. Kill me, would <laughs> you? I'll show you who kill. Oh, you oh, you you, you little... Let's stop these
2: two stop ladies you... All right, you break it up. Get away. Come man. on, no, let's go. Hold it. Stop it. Stop. Well, Markham, here are two-thirds of the gang. When Grace comes back, we'll pick her up, and then I'll tell you how a stocking gave this young lady away. Or, in other words, how the hose turned on her. left Mrs. Williams' house, she took with her one stocking. You want to know why? I certainly do. That's the general idea of this, isn't it? After all, the case is over. I have my confessions. Grace and her gang not only killed Abbott, but were responsible for all those society robberies. Now, tell me about the Doris. You remember I said she had a well-disciplined mind. Yes. She was in a hurry at Mrs. Williams' house, but she remembered to take the one good stocking with her. Why? Uh, that's where I came in on that Why, remember? Because she had another pair. The same shade and quality at her house. Most women buy two pair of stockings of the same shade and quality, so that if anything happens to one stocking, they have a pair and a replacement for that pair. Follow? Yes, yes, I do now. Doris thought of that even when she was in a hurry to leave the Williams house with Mrs. Williams for a coat. Right. Now we get on a little further. Mm-hmm. We found five numbers in Abbott's book. You called all five. I found a legitimate connection between Abbott and four of the numbers. So I went to call on the name and address of the fifth. I know you did, but what happened there that let you set the trap? I found there was a big feud going on between Doris and Sally. I knew Doris wasn't at Abbott's office. The secretary didn't describe her, remember? So I thought of the note idea, hired a neighborhood boy, and told him what story to tell Sally when he brought the note back to the house. Who wrote that note? My secretary, Ellen. Got a big kick out of it, too. (laughs) Well, I guess there's nothing more to tell you, Markham, except that finding that third nylon in Doris' stocking box after you and I climbed in the window confirmed my theories. We were there later when Sally brought in Ellen's note. That's right. You actually broke the case after we got to the top of the ladder. Yes, after we got to the top of the ladder, we came to the end of the nylon murder case. (laughs)